Star Wars 7x7 episode 3259. Empire Magazine has been publishing some amazing Star Wars content and has more coming, but we haven't talked about the summer 2023 issue they just released and reveals that happened in there, so we're going to start digging into that today. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So there is a huge wrap-up of Star Wars Celebration or Celebration-related topics in the summer 2023 issue of Empire Magazine. It's a British publication. You can either subscribe to it or do what I do, which is get issues online. And I want to talk about the Ahsoka article and the interview with Dave Filoni today and just seven highlights from those articles. First up is Rosario Dawson and her quotes about how what this series is all about is action. It is just primarily action-oriented. And she also says that there are no hints, no teases, no Easter egg-style things. It is really all about the mission, that they're not just hinting at it with little lines here and there like she did in The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. No, this is all about the mission, and we are all in for this Ahsoka series. Then you have Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is playing Harris and Dula and flying the ghost in the series, along with Chopper being in it, of course, but she talks about how the you know series does in fact you know, require and enable a reunion of Rebels characters and it's necessary, the strength that they need to get through what they need to get through requires them to come back together as a family and sort of redefine that relationship according to Winstead but no hints necessarily about what exactly that means. And no hints really from Natasha Lou Bordizzo, who plays Sabine Wren. This is our third thing. She talks about the fact that she you know, has now been revealed to wield a green lightsaber. We were looking at footage from her Instagram account from a couple of years ago, wondering if she was wielding a lightsaber, but at the time we thought maybe it was the darksaber, and it turns out that maybe it was for a straight-to-Netflix vampire film with Jamie Foxx that she was doing too. It could have been related to that, but she is actually wielding a green lightsaber, which they don't confirm in this article is Ezra Bridger's lightsaber necessarily, though that's the prevailing logic on it. But she does talk about the fact that, you know, what is important about it or something notable about it is the fact that there's a certain mindset it takes to wield that weapon. And again, no hints there. But, you know, as far as lightsabers go, it was really only the darksaber that seem to require that mindset situation because we see it in the way that Bo-Katan wields it versus the way that Din Djarin wields it. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out with this green lightsaber because there's never been an indication that any other lightsaber is affected in the same way or the way a person uses it is affected in the same way. Then there's a bit about Thrawn and the writer of the piece talks about how Thrawn was zapped from one end of the galaxy to the other. That's the particular phrase. I don't I don't think it's something we can really hang our hats on necessarily. It's a reasonable, you know, hyperbolic way of saying that the Pergil <laughs> took off with him and Ezra and the Chimera and we have no idea where they went. But yeah, I don't think we can necessarily fairly say one end of the galaxy to the other is a 
particularly literal way of looking at things. That's my interpretation of it, at least. But, and perhaps this is not a surprise, he is being confirmed as the big bad in this period of time in the galaxy and for the Ahsoka series and beyond, which means that whatever happens to him, his story will not be resolved. He then ultimately can't be completely defeated in the Ahsoka series. For a fifth takeaway, the writer asks Dave Filoni point blank if the movie he's going to direct is going to be a culmination of the various series or if it's just going to be one step in the journey. And as per usual, he takes the coy approach and says, you know, culmination's an interesting word. But then he goes on to talk about how he thinks that movies should be about a defining moment in an era and how, for example, Star Wars contains a defining moment in the era with Luke blowing up the Death Star and that every other story around it changes like the you know, Rogue One, Tony, Tony Gilroy Andor story and the Star Wars Rebels story. Like those stories and the people involved in those stories, like those stories change with that defining moment of Luke blowing up the Death Star. And so the way that Dave Filoni seems to be thinking about things is that there has to be a defining moment in this time of the Star Wars timeline, or he also refers to characters coming back together, which when you have the Rebels cast coming back together in the Ahsoka series, it makes you wonder, okay, who else is he talking about coming back together for a movie situation? And of course, <laughs> it just immediately makes you think that Luke Skywalker is going to be involved in this somehow. For a sixth takeaway, he talks about the fact that he is mining Thrawn storytelling and taking little tidbits of things here and there and has been weaving them into other Star Wars storytelling over who knows how long a period of time in order to have it come to play in later storytelling. And one of the things that he references is how he took Mount Tantus, which was the cloning facility that was first depicted in the original Thrawn trilogy back in the early 90s, and how that's now a part of back batch storytelling as one example of the stuff that he has been seeding throughout various Star Wars storytelling. And for a seventh and final takeaway, let's talk about Ray Stevenson. So we haven't talked about this on the show yet, but Ray Stevenson, who is playing the villain Balin Skull in the Ahsoka series, passed away on May 21st at the age of 58. He was just a few days away from his 59th birthday. He appeared at Star Wars Celebration and got to mingle with Star Wars fans for the first time and got to have that incredible experience at Celebration is. He is quoted in the Empire Magazine article and clearly the magazine went to print before Ray's passing, so none of this is in the past tense or acknowledges his passing, but there's a bit from Rosario Dawson where she talks about the fight training with him and says Ray was really heavy-handed and was laughing about their fight scenes together and she said it's not acting it was like protect your face and the article goes on to say it's fair to say the actor enjoyed his time with an elegant weapon for a more civilized age and the quote is so much unquote he grins the first time you're in the costume for the camera tests they hand you the lightsaber and they turn it on you make the noise vroom the crew said no no everyone does that don't worry about it and then the writer poses a question about how the lightsabers appear to be orange instead of the usual Sith red. And he says, you know what the lighting changes? And then it trails off and says he evades. And then he picks it up. The lighting of the scene of the set. I mean, it's very hard to tell. That's Ray Stevenson's quote from the article. And 
as we do on podcasts where we're marking the passing of somebody involved in Star Wars. There's a German theologian by the name of Meister Eckhart from hundreds of years ago who once said, if the only prayer you ever said in your life was thank you, it will be enough. So if you're excited about seeing what Ray has done in the Ahsoka series or you've followed his career and enjoyed his performances and other things, then I hope you'll consider taking a moment and whispering a quiet thank you to whoever or whatever you may connect with in this world. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.